the world we know is changing. I'm Moira Gunn, and welcome to Biotech Nation. There are many kinds of skin wounds that have trouble healing, whether due to accidents or as a result of a medical condition or simply attributable to old age. Polarity TE's first candidate in clinical trials is severe diabetic foot ulcers. Dr. Nick Sopko is Polarity TE's chief scientific officer. Well, Nick, welcome back to Biotech Nation. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Well, actually, it's welcome back to your company, Polarity TE. Uh, and you're the first time I've, I've interviewed you, so well, just welcome to you. Just a plain old welcome. Now, you and I spoke earlier, and it seems that the best description of what Polarity TE focuses on is wound healing. Now, I feel like there's a number of different kinds of wounds. What are you talking about with respect to wound healing? Yeah, so we're uh, really focusing on some of these challenging wounds uh, that are very difficult to heal. Uh, our skin obviously has a lot of potential to heal ourselves. As we all know, we scrape ourselves and cut ourselves over a thousand times in our lifetime. And most of the time our skin is able to, to heal that. But uh, sometimes when you have these larger or more severe wounds, such as burn wounds, industrial wounds, or these uh, severe chronic ulcers like diabetic foot ulcers and venous leg ulcers that often occur in the elderly, our skin is just uh, oftentimes sort of overwhelmed and those repair mechanisms are unable to heal those wounds. And so what uh, the goal of our therapy is to be able to aid our skin and uh, be able to close these uh, challenging wounds that often can be very dangerous for people. Now, what do all these wound types have in common and what can be done for them as of today? Yeah, so um, probably one of the biggest things they have in common is that you know there is just a, a large defect in the skin. And um, the skin, um, either due to the size or the depth or uh, the wound biology, is unable to uh, completely close those wounds before things like infection or the wound dries out and the tissue gets damaged underneath. And so a lot of current therapies, especially for these really challenging wounds, actually require very in-depth surgeries um, you know, with plastic surgeons and operating rooms. Uh, where they're basically taking another piece of uh, a large piece of skin somewhere else on your body or nearby and kind of trying to swing it over, if you will, to close these wounds or something like a split thickness skin graft, where they're literally shaving off the top part of your skin somewhere else on your body and then trying to get just uh, that top coverage over that wound type. And now let's talk about the treatment that Polarity TE is working on. Before we do that, let me be clear. You're already in phase three trials. So we've seen some success already, and I know that you're working very closely with the FDA on this. So let's talk about this treatment. You call it Skin TE. I guess all the products from Polarity TE will have TE after them. Um, And so let's say I have a skin wound of some type. What's the idea? Yeah. So, um, you know, again, looking at the skin and understanding the skin has a lot of a lot of regenerative potential already within it. Um, our technology, we designed it to uh, focus on being able to leverage what our skin can already do, but apply it to wounds that our skin simply hasn't evolved to heal. And so how we do that is we actually take a small piece of healthy skin somewhere else on the patient, so this is skin that's uninjured, uh, about the size of a quarter or so, so not very large, uh, and then that gets sent uh, to our facility where we manufacture it into sort of a, a paste-like consistency. And in that paste, it contains uh, not only all the cells that are already within our skin, 
but they're in an approved format for wound healing. And it also includes sort of the structural elements of skin that are also very important. Our skin obviously has cells as part of it, but as we know, we can sort of pinch it. It's flexible. It's tough. And a lot of those physical properties are also due to this, this sort of, you know, uh, structural elements of the skin. And then uh, this paste gets sent back to the provider and uh, it's very easy to apply. You're basically smearing it within the wound and trying to evenly kind of cover the wound uh, so it doesn't require an operating room or some extensive uh, team. So this uh, is able to be you know, used in many different locations and hopefully expand the access to uh, you know, areas that don't have access to fancy hospitals. And then it gets dressed uh, and then it, it begins the, the closure process. So you've taken it, and it's just about a quarter size, something like that, made a paste out of it, and you're spreading it across these wounds that are actually can be larger than that. So it's sort of a thin paste on top of your wound. How does it grow from there? Correct. Yeah. And so um, what's really important for the technology is that this is the patient's own skin, so something we refer to as autologous. And because this is the patient's cells, they're able to actually engraft within that wound bed um, and sort of form little islands of uh, new areas of skin growth and be able to really fill that wound more from an inside out manner. You can think of when you have a large wound, that wound is really trying to close from the outside in. And here we're sort of putting fresh troops, if you will, healthy uh, uh, cells and structure uh, components of the patient into that wound bed so that it's able to really uh, heal from all directions. And these little islands, do they eventually all grow together? Yeah, they uh, begin to expand and sort of coalesce. The skin cells are able to engraft within the wound bed and forming these little skin islands. And then they, with time, expand and coalesce and grow together in order to uh, heal the wound from that inside out. How long does it take? I got two how long questions here. How long between the time they take this quarter size uh, patch out of you and they send it to your labs and you might get it back in a paste to put on your wound? Correct. Yeah. So we're um, obviously there's shipping times, overnight shipping, you know, there and back. Uh, and then our manufacturing time is uh, about a day or so. And so oftentimes these providers can have the product back within, you know, uh, four days, roughly. And how long does it take for the skin to grow back? Uh, that's a great question. It often depends on the wound size. So a smaller wound um, often will close a little bit faster than a larger wound. Uh, but generally within uh, two to eight weeks um, or potentially longer if it's a very large wound. You're listening to Tech Nation. I've been speaking with Dr. Nick Sopko, the Chief Scientific Officer of Polarity TE. Now, you're going through trials with the FDA, one wound at a time you're picking, and you started with here diabetic foot ulcers. Why diabetic foot ulcers? Yeah, di diabetic foot ulcers are a really severe uh, health uh, issue for a lot of individuals. You know, as we're all well aware, diabetes is uh, becoming more prevalent as the population gets older, and a large percent of, uh, of individuals who have diabetes will develop these ulcers. And these are uh, on the feet um, and uh, become very difficult to heal. And one of the risks is that uh, these uh, wounds can get infected and then can often result in uh, severe consequences such as amputation of that limb. And oftentimes individuals with these severe ulcers uh, have a reduced uh, life expectancy as well uh, because of all the complications that come about with that ulcer. Are you taking the severest of the severe for this trial? Yeah, so we're going for uh, definitely a more severe wound ulcer type. 
uh, one that hasn't been studied uh, very often uh, because of its severity. And specifically, we're looking at diabetic foot ulcers that have deep structures exposed. So these are wounds that go down to the bone, down to the muscle, down to the tendon. And when these deeper structures are exposed, that uh, greatly increases the risk of infection and greatly increases the risk of these ulcers spreading. And there's uh, really not a lot of uh, products uh, that have gone after this wound type in part because they're very challenging. Um, and so we see um, uh, you know, a, a great possibility there for uh, skin TE to, to aid. And we've treated these ulcers previously and have seen a lot of encouraging results. And quite honestly, skin TE often works best in these more challenging wound types. So how many people are in the study? How many people get the product and how many people don't? So the uh, study is uh, designed to enroll 100 patients, and that will be a split 50-50 between patients getting standard of care, sort of advanced wound dressings that are available now, um, uh, uh, compared to uh, patients getting skin TE. And how long will it last? What are you checking for? We uh, follow the patients for six months, and um, what we're comparing is uh, the number of uh, patients uh, whose wounds closed between the two groups. Now, you have a second phase three trial that's coming up, and there's still some negotiations about it. What are the negotiations? Correct. So, uh, you know, for any, any you know, company or therapy that's going to be approved through the FDA, uh, you know, this is a sort of uh, a, a, a deep uh, discussion between uh, the agency and ourselves um, to be able to design that second study and understand you know, where they see us fitting in and how uh, we can best apply that technology. And so we're looking for that second phase three trial to be in another type of uh, severe uh, lower extremity wound ulcers, potentially something like venous leg ulcers, uh, which is another very common and severe wound type that uh, we would like to treat as well. Could they also be in the diabetic wound ulcer space? Potentially, uh, something we've also thought about, or there's even more severe uh, diabetic foot ulcers that are actively infected, for example, uh, and that might be a possibility uh, for us to uh, evaluate those as well. Something we've also considered are pressure injuries, which are another uh, very severe ulcer type um, that have uh, you know, really a need for uh, additional treatments, and those are other wounds that we have on our radar. I think people in general have this sense that the FDA is there, you shoot documents in, they release uh, opinions or tell you, you it's like, you guys are working hand in glove here. You guys are are all together, Polarity TE and the FDA. There's a lot of ongoing discussions and strategies about how best to proceed. I think that's a, a much better bigger and better picture of the FDA and, and, uh, and the biotech companies themselves. Yeah, the FDA obviously has a lot of experts on staff, and they work closely with us um, to uh, understand our product and make sure it's safe and effective. For example, when we're uh, going to be designing this third trial, we're presenting to them our prior clinical data from our prior trials, our, our current trial data, and uh, having them really understand where skin TE fits in this treatment paradigm and uh, helping us design that second trial uh, to be able to target uh, patients who are really in need. Let me ask you, when the skin grows back, what does it look like? Yeah, so the, so the goal of our product is not only to, to close wounds, but to close wounds with skin that's similar to our native skin. Uh, and so what we're trying to get at is not only closure, but function. And uh, as we know, skin has several different functions. Obviously, being a barrier is, is one of the big ones that is obvious. But things like heat regulation, you know, we sweat. It releases oils so that the skin is flexible and we can bend. Um, and so uh, that's what we're, we're targeting. So the skin 
isn't going to be cosmetically perfect. Um, you know, it will look like it is a healed area of skin, but it will have that feel similar to the uh, uh, to our normal skin, that flexibility, that ability to sweat, and even sense, which oftentimes can be absent in scars uh, that occur from from some of the other treatments out there. Now, what if you take a patch of skin that's hairy? Are you going to get hair on your uh, on your new recovered healed wound? Yeah, so we actually have what? seen that uh, <laughs> we do get hair growth. Yeah, and if you needed to sweat, then you you needed to take it from a part of your body that has sweat glands. You're kind of matching this up. Yeah, so uh, most of our skin, actually, other than really the palms of our hands and soles of our feet, generally will have hair follicles and sweat glands, obviously, in different concentrations. You know, there's a difference between our scalp and, uh, you know, our forearms. Uh, but generally, um, we do see hair on, on that regenerated skin. And, and that for us is actually very important um, because a lot of these uh, structures within the skin, such as hair follicles, sweat glands, and other components of the skin, is where uh, cells that have been shown to be very important for wound healing sort of live. And so for us, when we see those hair follicles, not only are we excited because there's hair and, you know, generally we all like the thought of being able to grow hair, um, but because, you know, what that's telling us is that these cells that are in our product are able to sort of recreate their homes. Um, and after they recreate their homes, they're able to go on and do that expansion and close the skin. So for us, we get very excited sort of from a scientific standpoint because that tells us that our product is really healing in a more native fashion than in just like a scarring uh, closure fashion. Well, you got me there because I was thinking, well, is it closed? Okay, fine. Everything's great. But it's difficult to tell if it's really fully healthy skin or it just happened to close up just now. So those are part of the indicators that you're looking at? Yep. Hair follicles are a very good sign that you have full thickness, you know, normal architecture of that of that healed skin. And actually, you know, we've been very fortunate to have several patients who have been very generous enough and were very excited about their results that actually allowed uh, the, their uh, uh, physicians to take a little skin biopsy. And we we're able to put that under the microscope and look at that skin biopsy and see that it looks uh, pretty much the same as a normal piece of skin would. Well, that is that is great news. So let's all cross our fingers here that this uh, all turns out well. Uh, Dr. Sopko, I hope you'll come back and see us again. Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. Thank you so much. Dr. Nick Sopko is the Chief Scientific Officer of Polarity TE. More information is available on the web at polaritythe.com. Listen to more biotech podcasts at biotechnation.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Biotech Nation is a regular feature of the weekly public radio program, Tech Nation. Listen to the full show via podcast or on your local public radio station. For Biotech Nation, I'm Moira Gunn.